Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am getting settled in for this live. I am going to go ahead and request our guest for today, which is Dina. to join in. See here. Hello, hello. Hey. Hello, Dina. You are looking you are beautiful. I'm just trying to, there's a box in front of my screen. I'm trying to get rid of it so I can see you. <laughs> okay. No worries. So I see we have several people Ooh. joining us. Dina, you have a yes, lot I of do. supporters. I'm so grateful, honestly. <laughs> still not going away. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. All right, so we are going to go yeah. ahead and get started as we have um, people coming in and joining us. Um, drop your comments, say hello. All right, so we are going to go ahead and get started. So this is my third guest for the Soft Life Launch Style Instagram Live series that I'm putting on. And... First of all, let me introduce myself. So I am Dijanae. I am a confidence coach for women entrepreneurs and creators in the online space. And I help them to show up and be seen to market and sell their offers with less fear and more confidence. All right. So we also have joining us today, my good friend, Dina. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a spiel about her, but of course, we'll be learning more about her and her brand and what she does um, on this live today. So um, the Soft Life Launch Style is about building your brand or business online or in the social media space, um, stress-free, struggle-free, and hustle-free, right? So this series I really wanted to put on to highlight some women in my network who have built successful businesses or brands that are rooted in that mindset. So today we have with us Dina. She is a certified fitness trainer and mindset coach. And we'll be talking about finding your purpose, self-love, and fitness. So Dina, she helps women transform their body and mind through fitness and positive mindset shifts so that they can experience self-love and confidence. Thank you so Welcome much for having me. <laughs> All right. So I know I gave a little bit of an intro for you, but tell us in your own words, Dina, what is it that your brand is about and your business? Well, and I what you started do? off as a certified personal trainer about two years ago, and I've now transitioned to more of an online fitness and mindset coach, where I help women either lose weight, put on muscle uh, shape and tone their bodies in a way that they desire, 
so they can experience more confidence and overall self-love and self-acceptance. All right. So then speaking of self-love, um, tell the people how we met and okay. how we know each other. <laughs> I don't remember what year it was. I'm going to say maybe three years ago. Correct me if I'm wrong. But Dejanay and I joined an online course to become certified self-love coaches. And it was a group course. So every week or so, we would hop on these calls and get to talk to each other and open up to each other about the struggles we're experiencing or our overall journey. And I was very... I would say drawn to your energy. I always felt like you were so open with the group and so calm and you just had such a nice vibe to you and we just kept in touch since then via social media. Yeah, we definitely did. So like Dina said, we met through that um, coaching certification program. It was online. It was to become a self-love coach. And um, I wanted to point that out, especially in this series, as we're talking about women, you know, starting an online business, going into entrepreneurship, because um, one of the things I want to highlight is um, a message that Issa Rae um, always talks about when it comes to how she was able to build her business, right, uh, her brand. And so if you don't know Issa Rae, pretty much she's like, you know, this content creator. She um, is the creator of Insecure, the TV show on HBO. She started off on YouTube, right? And one of the things that she always attributes to her growth was, you know, leveraging her network of the people that were her peers, right? The people who were on, alongside her, like laterally, rather than, you know, thinking that you have to work with people who are already ahead of you or where you wanna go, because sometimes, you know, it can be hard to really work and collaborate with those individuals. But if you look at the people who are, you know, um, your peers and kind of like at the level where you are, they are also very useful people to have to help you build your own dreams, right? So I wanted to point that out, especially for this series, again, um, uh, for women who are, you know, either aspiring for entrepreneurship or um, at those beginning stages, leverage your network, right? All right. So let's see. How did you get started? being a fitness coach in the well, online space? I would say that there's two things in my life that caused me, I believe, to lead down this path, very pivotal moments in my life. And one of those things being losing my mom, I was just 20 years old, she had breast cancer. And I didn't necessarily grow up in a home where healthy habits were practiced or encouraged or prioritized. So mm -hmm leading up to her diagnosis and after her passing, I couldn't help but feel had she taken better care of herself, of her health and overall well-being, would she have been able to overcome that battle? So that's something that really stuck with me and completely changed my perspective on how I view health and fitness. And another thing in my life I would say was recognizing the patterns of unhealthy and toxic relationships in my life. Um, a lot of that 
brought a lot of stress and anxiety and eventually it caught up with me physically where I lost a substantial amount of weight in a very short period of time. And it caused me to grow very insecure about the way I look to the point where I didn't take photos. I um, avoided the mirrors. I avoided social gatherings altogether just because I was so afraid of what people would say to me because the first thing people, people would often comment on was the changes in my body and the way I look which only grew my insecurities even more. So that led me to take my fitness journey a lot more seriously. And I'm very happy I did because it helped me build back my confidence and it helped me build back my appetite, which was something that was gone for a very long time. So seeing how much it impacted me to be on this journey, it just made me fall in love with it even more. And it made me want to help women do the same because we have this one life we have this one body and we deserve to take care of it and we deserve to feel happy with the person that we see looking back at us yeah that's really um you know the pathway that you talked about first just starting with your physical health right and having that experience with your mom and you know looking back at your family and kind of what that family history mm -hmm. was around health and then taking a look at, you know, your personal fitness journey and how that really, you know, led you towards fitness. Um, so if we go back to self-love, right? So we both did this, you know, coaching certification for self-love. And as I can remember, a lot of it was focused around you know body image you know and you learning to love your body you know um in terms of loving you know who you are the body you have but then also loving yourself enough also to say you know i want to mm -hmm. maximize my potential right how would you say self-love is you know linked to someone's fitness journey and how could I guess, you know, a fitness journey helps someone also that's on a self-love well, journey. I would say that first and foremost, when you really love yourself, I believe that you do the things that are necessary to take care of yourself, whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally. You put yourself first in a way that you're prioritizing your well-being. And something that I noticed when I first started off in personal training, where I wasn't really focused on mindset, it was more about just the fitness. I've come to realize that a lot of us women have a lot of things in common. We have a lot of the same insecurities. We have a lot of the same fears. Um, we have a lot of the same deep-rooted issues that kind of prevent us from taking action or really affect the way we show up in the world. And so it's from there that I really decided to incorporate mindset because when you, you can work on your body every day and achieve the, the ideal look that you want, but if you're not really focusing on fixing what's also going on mentally, then those fears, those insecurities will still follow you even after the fact. So it, it kind of all ties together. You can't really work on one without the other. And so that's why I really try to put an emphasis on, on mindset altogether. Yeah, Dina, 
I 100% agree, you know, with you that as a coach, I see us women have, like you said, a lot of the same issues, like a lot of the same mindset blocks, a lot of the same um, inner challenges and things of that nature. As a fitness coach, um, what is maybe one of the number one or number two or top one or top two mindset blocks that you see your women clients coming in with really good initial question um at the top of my head i would say the first one being that the goal that they have in mind is maybe something that will take too long to achieve or it'll be too hard so there's already a blockage on wanting to get started on wanting to put in the mm -hmm. effort required and another one i would say is um that they're not worthy they don't feel worthy of the body mm -hmm. that they want and maybe that's because they've been used to something for so long that it's become comfort and anything outside of that is scary it's unknown so there's a bit of a resistance there to take those initial steps yeah so with that being said um you know, these women are coming in, they want to change their bodies, right? They want to have some sort of body transformation, whether that is to lose weight or gain weight, gain muscle, uh, create a certain physique. And some of those, you know, initial mindset blocks being, you know, this is going to be too hard or it's going to take me forever, you know, to get these results that I want. Um, how do you then at that point incorporate the mindset coaching? So what are some of the basic things that you start off with in terms of the mindset when you are working well, with a fitness Well, I've client? developed an online program and this is where I really focus on fitness and mindset because in all honesty, not everyone wants to do the mindset. People just come to me for the fitness aspect of things and that's totally fine. But there are people who are um, interested in the mindset so within this program that I've created, we tackle things like um, body image training. We, I help them stop seeking validation from outside sources or stop comparing themselves to other women. Um, I help them with mindfulness practices, which they can incorporate every day. And um, yeah. Okay. Um, so I myself, you know, I'm on my own personal fitness journey. And um, it's funny because I was on a call with like, uh, I guess he would be like a, a, a fitness coach, but when I, he kind of really focused on the, mm -hmm. the, the mindset part, right? And he asked, one of the questions he asked me, you know, was how, how long have you been mm -hmm. on your journey to achieve your goals? And I told him, I was like, 10 years. <laughs> and he was like, you know, kind of taken off guard. But I, and I think, you know, I would say 10 years because, you know, all of my 20s, I always wanted to, you know, change my body. You know, I wanted it to look a certain way, you know. And typically, us as women, we have the same goals. You know, I want the flat waist, the big butt, you know, and a little bit of tone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, one of my number one mindset blocks, I would say, is, you know, staying consistent 
consistent long enough mm-hmm. to start seeing results right because you know working out for mm-hmm. some people is already a task in itself like some people like the the it's like the pain of it like this is you know working out is is not a walk in the park right. <laughs> you know what i'm saying um you know so for those individuals who have been on a journey for a while like you know i've tried diets i've tried other workouts and i'm mm-hmm. like giving this another go um how do you approach those clients to kind of like have a fresh start? first it's about understanding the things that they've tried in the past what worked for them what didn't work for them and oftentimes the the fitness routine that's going to work with you or the one that you're going to stick to is the one that you actually enjoy doing so it's possible that things that they've tried in the past was something that they thought was what they should be doing but there's so many other alternatives to get fit that there's not a one size fits all for everybody so really understanding the individual and their interests and trying to incorporate that with a healthy balanced uh, nutrition diet and um yeah it's just really about getting to know the person and if this is someone who's been on a journey for a very long time and they're kind of struggling to see the light at the end of the tunnel because they lost hope or whatnot i would just encourage that person to start small to set small goals and just build on that very slowly instead of trying to do everything at once because that's when it becomes extremely overwhelming and the chances of sticking to it become less likely Yeah, I agree. I agree. It it actually is a good dovetail into our the next part of the conversation that I want to have with you, um, as it relates to the soft life and doing business the soft life way. So I heard you say that one of the best things you can do on your fitness journey is to really develop, you know, a fitness routine that is in alignment with you right so that it's kind of like taking the path of least resistance the more that something um is in alignment and it's kind of like natural to how we already show up or some things we already enjoy the easier it will be for us to stick with it right so with that being said let's talk about the business of entrepreneurship (laughs) (laughs) first of all you know anyone who has taken you know this pathway um you know gotten started you know that entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. is not for the same part okay (laughs) um it's completely different from having the employee mindset from you know having a job and things of that nature um so with that being said um, I hear that I heard that you have an online component, but you also work right. inside of a physical gym, right? Um, how much do you use social media to market your business the and only grow your brand? Thing I really use, honestly. Instagram is my biggest, most used social media platform, so I definitely try to to use it as much as I can. And speaking on that, I just really want to actually thank you for inviting me onto this live because going on live has been something that I told myself that I think I should be doing. I see a lot of other people doing it and I believe it does help, you know, build connection with the audience 
but somehow I just couldn't find myself to do it. I've allowed my fears to get in the way. I've allowed my shyness to get in the way, but having you invite me kind of allows me to put my toes in the water, test it out as opposed to just going in all by myself the first time. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And also, you know, that's, that's kind of like where my, you know, my calling is, especially as a confidence coach, because when I started off, you know, um, doing entrepreneurship mm -hmm. in the online space, I experienced major mm -hmm. imposter syndrome. Right. And this is coming from someone who considered herself to be a high, a highly successful person, you know, like a high achieving person. Um, I did well academically, you know, went to college, did all those things. And so I had confidence. But when it came to entrepreneurship and like showing up on social media, talking about promoting myself, pro mm -hmm. promoting my business, marketing, you know, enrolling client like that is a completely you know different landscape and something that you have to you know develop a different skill set for uh to be honest so let me ask you this question um are you full-time um are you a full-time mm -hmm. entrepreneur or I'm do you have another job as well okay so i my last two guests they were full-time uh employees and then they were also mm -hmm. doing entrepreneurship so can you talk to us about what that journey or the transition between you know um moving out of the employee space and into mm -hmm. the entrepreneurial space? so the last job nine to five i had was working with a bank and i thought i found my forever job and i i didn't what i thought was going to be my forever job very quickly showed me that it wasn't what i wanted to do with my life and then shortly after COVID happened and COVID really helped me put my life into perspective and it, it made me really dive deep into what my habits were, what I needed to change, what I wanted in my life, what I wanted for myself, for my future. And I decided to first try, I was doing um, lash extensions at one point. That was my, my first, yeah, that was my oh, first really? attempt at entrepreneurship. <laughs> entrepreneurship and um I didn't really like it like not that I didn't like it I shouldn't say that it's just I didn't feel like it was where my full potential could be and so eventually when I started being more consistent with my fitness and I fell in love with the journey and I realized how much it was changing me physically and mentally that's when I decided to go down this path as an online fitness and mindset coach so Mm -hmm. Awesome. Wow. I did not know that you, you know, started <laughs> off with <laughs> being like basically a lash tech. Sure. <laughs> um, and you know, I think that speaks to the discovery phase of entrepreneurship that people don't, you know, always talk about. And unless you have a business coach that kind of, you know, speaks to that, one of the things that you'll come across in entrepreneurship is you know trying mm -hmm. out different pathways like for me the first thing i did was um trying out content creation um Ooh. with starting a youtube channel but i <laughs> i put out like i think i ended up 
creating two videos. I never published them. Uh -huh. They're still private, right? <laughs> On my page. Um, I've done blogging. I did a subscription box before I landed on coaching. So I just want to also point out it's normal. Like when you are, you know, moving into entrepreneurship that you'll try things out because, you know, that's what you have to do. And that's, it's, it's normal. Like nothing has gone wrong. You are in the discovery phase of, you know, what is I'm a good match for you. know these videos that um, you're hiding from everybody. Now you have to let us know. <laughs> You know what? Um, so I'll tell you the content of it. So it was, um, I wanted to be a natural hair influencer, right? Um, because in college, I started my own like um, healthy hair, natural hair journey. And so I had really fell in love with like my own hair and my natural hair, especially like being a black woman, like hair is a big thing. And so I really wanted to share, um, you know, my story and the different things that I did with my hair to, to help it grow. Because um, on my journey, like I was having success and then so many people were asked, like, how did you grow your hair? How did you blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So that was, that was the content of it. And um, yeah, I just, I didn't get it off the ground. Okay. I mean, it's there for, for, for memories um, to see where you started. <laughs> exactly exactly and at some point i said i will like add in hair content to my brand because you know i think it's a good segue into letting people into another part of your life like people always want to mm -hmm. you know 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 more about you and so maybe in that see. way um <laughs> All right, so this series is called The Soft Life Launch Style, which is, again, about promoting the path for women to do business or entrepreneurship the soft life way, right? You know, less stress, less struggle, less hustle. So how do you, Dina, feel about that concept in general? And then as it relates to business, do you think it's doable? I think that's a bit of a tricky question just because I believe when you are so passionate about something, when you really care about something, when you want it to really work out, I believe that the stress and the desire to hustle for X thing naturally comes with that. Um, but I also believe that if you can redirect your stress into a more positive way, then it would be possible because I feel like when you have a roadmap or, or you have clarity on what are the things you should be doing to achieve your goal then it makes things less stressful and therefore yeah I would say it would be more doable that way I love that actually I love that response um when you say, you know, if you have the passion behind it or the purpose behind it, right? Like how mm -hmm. you naturally almost move into the space of hustle or it can bring about stress, right? Like the anxiety and things of that nature, which is absolutely true. Um, so I definitely agree with you on that. How would you say you incorporate soft life principles into the way you run your business and before you answer that i want to just give a little bit more um 
information on that, right? So when I think about the soft life, um, I really feel as if it's really a new a newer iteration of um, being in the feminine, right? So when we think about maybe a you know, a couple years ago, how um, feminine energy and feminine power was, you know, the the buzzword then, and it was like all of the rage for women, especially in the entrepreneurial space. And I was even on my own, you know, feminine self awakening journey, because I think that for women who are, you know, naturally driven, ambitious, high achieving, high performing, we live in a a culture that can be very you know hyper masculine that can be very you know about the hustle culture so it's mm -hmm. it's really like ingrained in us you know but as a woman you find yourself at a point where you want to kind of pull back away from a being primary primarily in your masculine um and so with that being said, the feminine is about, you know, being in your creative space, being in your heart space and not always in your conscious mind and, and thinking things through um, where you're more intuitive and you're more into a flow state. Um, you know, you're more in the nurturing and those things, right? Like that's the feminine. And so that's what I think about when I think about the soft life, right? So as it relates to business, how would you say you incorporate soft life or even feminine uh, principles into your business? I would say that I try to keep things very simple. I think that a lot of simple things eventually add up and make a very big difference. So some of these simple things I'm referring to could be like simply surrounding yourself with positive people, removing yourself from toxic relationships, rewarding yourself when you accomplish something, no matter how big or small, because I feel like oftentimes, speaking for myself, I don't do that. And just simply being yeah. more in tune with how I'm feeling in a situation or, a, or about a situation and mm. acting accordingly. So never neglecting my mindfulness or how I feel in any situation. I would say. Yeah, it, it sounds like you're really mm -hmm. pointing to like that intuition, right? And also being in touch with your mm -hmm. body wisdom, right? Because I think that's one of the biggest differences between like the masculine and the feminine. And when we're talking about the soft life is really not just um, relying on your mental capacity, but like tapping into what am I feeling, right? Like what is my emotional body saying? What is my energetic body saying, Absolutely. right? Um, does this feel right um, as a way to do business? And also I think, you know, just keep yourself nourished. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the more you feel full and energized and nourished, the better you can show up for the work that it is that you, you know, want to do and are called to do. Um, all right. 
So Dina, what advice would you give a woman who wants to start down the entrepreneurial path? You know, she wants to move into um, creating a life on her own terms, move mm -hmm. away from a traditional pathway, um, maybe do something online or, or, you know, via social media, but she either is afraid to start or she's already gotten started, but has found, you know, found things to be a little hard and she's feeling discouraged. What would you I say would to that? I first validate the feelings because it is very overwhelming to, to start something new, especially if you don't have a background in business or marketing or any of those types of things. So I would say to simply educate yourself on what it is you want to do. So um, I don't know. If you want to be an online fitness coach, just educate yourself on how to do that and how to show up or what's the right way to show up using your social media platforms and really doing it with compassion for yourself because it's not going to be an easy road and there will be a bunch of hiccups along the way and not to allow those things to discourage you and to just simply um, surround yourself with people who believe in you, who can support you, who can be there for you when you are not feeling good enough or you are, are feeling like you want to give up yourself. You have that positive circle around you to remind you that what you're doing is possible and that you are capable of doing it. Ah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, well, we are at the end of our conversation, Dina, tell the people about any offers that you may have, um, if they're interested in working with you or even just staying connected with you, uh, tell the people how they can work with you and connect with you well, on social media. first and foremost, I'm very open to feedback. I would love to hear what you guys thought about this live or have any comments or questions for me. I'd be happy to answer them. And in terms of working with me, uh, at the moment, if you are in the Montreal area, I do work at a gym called The Daily Hustle if you want to do some one-on-one -on -one training. Otherwise, I do have an online program. It's a three-month-long program where we tackle everything fitness-related and mindfulness, as I mentioned earlier in the live. So if that's something that interests you, you could just send me a DM. We could get started and yeah. All right. So yes, Dina has, you know, a plethora of content on her social media page. Um, I love to see her videos and when she also talks and give that mindset coaching piece as well. I always get something out of it. So Dina, thank you so much you. for being a guest for this series and joining me and you yeah, did an you. excellent job. Um, I will also be having this um, live on my podcast for listeners who, you know, may not have caught us at the beginning. They can re-listen to it and listen to it um, off, outside of the Instagram platform, which is always my preference. Um, so I am going to go ahead and end our conversation today. Uh, again, thank you so much, Dina, and thank I will talk so to you all later. Bye. Bye.